0: Love talk, Radio.
1: We're almost there. That must please you. Good night to you, sir. Happy New Year. Hi. Happy New Year, Andrew. Happy New Year to your honored guests and uh, your co-hosts. Yes, sir. It's a pleasure Good to man. speak to you whether West Indies is winning or not. <laughs> I like that. But my very positive note, they've done
2: well. They restricted Ireland to 180 we saw some good bl- glimpses when they played against India, and now they won 62 for 4 and 28 over, so they should go on to win, and that should please every West Indian. Uh, of course. Uh, obviously,
1: victory is what we all desire, but remember, this is Ireland, mm. in yes. the 11th rank in the world. We are ranked number 9. If, right. if we don't beat Ireland, then we really have serious trouble. Yeah, right. so, exactly. yeah. uh, mind you, it's not that we have lost in the past to years,
3: ranked below us. That's how quick it is. But uh, in other words, you expect
1: that West Indies would do well at home against most teams and especially against the team ranked below us. What was particularly encouraging was to see the performance in Asia Mm -hmm. and to see the the, the sense of uh, responsibility that that most of the players
2: carried and, and, and the level of spirit and, and enthusiasm and an overall approach to, to fighting against probably the best team in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, just before we get into the meat of the matter, I know you've, 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 you've got an, an engagement, so I won't keep you too too long, uh, Mr. President. Uh, congratulations are in order for Sir Clive and for Sir Gordon. I know you would have spoken uh, about it, but I'd love to hear you on this. And guess. Uh, congratulations, it is great men. Oh, well, you can't say
1: enough about. Sir Clive, and, uh, and, and Sir Gordon. It's it's what a pleasure to add those two to the list. Uh, uh, I can't omit uh, the fact that there are others before them who mm-hmm. have been so honored. And, uh, you know, Barbados really has led the way with, with, with mm-hmm. the night. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. You know, and Teague and also
2: has, mm-hmm. has some night. So it's great for cricketers everywhere and cricket lovers to see down the road, even if it takes a while, that the best performers, the best uh, West Indian Giants end up getting recognized mm-hmm. as they should be. Indeed. Um, and on a different note, Courtney Brown, unfortunate in terms of his accent, I know that you were in contact and it's good to see that Courtney Brown um, is recovering quite nicely. Well, let's just say that he had
1: a lot of prayers from all around the Caribbean, mm-hmm. because, you know, He's a good guy. We we had some some differences. Uh and and uh, I hope Courtney will play a role in, in West Indies cricket down the road. But Courtney mm-hmm. is very, very uh, blessed. He and his wife must have come as close as one can come to to uh, saying goodbye to the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a really shocking uh photograph. Car that they yeah,
2: note Oh, yes. Indeed, indeed. Well, we certainly uh, wish Courtney wrong well. And, uh, of course, the, well, I understand the reward to recovery may take long. But, of course, he's very much with us, and we're happy that he um, is there, along with his wife, and she's doing pretty well. Now, some other matters. You've been in office now for just about nine months. Now, generally, are you happy with what has happened so far, Ricky? I'm not unhappy. Um, we, we have made progress on several fronts. Um, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but mm-hmm. I'm happy to say that we
1: to we line up the, the forces on the same track, so to speak. The whole mission is to get all of the assets, human assets in particular, uh, moving in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, would
4: you have expected anything different so far? Anything that might have disappointed you? Anything you
2: would have wanted uh, to have achieved that you haven't achieved in the nine months?
1: I I would say that I came in uh, not totally ignorant of most of the problems, but mm-hmm. the one problem that I was definitely ignorant of, of was the extent to which we have been in cash flow crisis. The the finances are critical because it's better to hire the best resources and to uh, put the best programs in place. And uh, it's not easy when all of your vendors are overcomplete uh, some of them for as long as two years, and and they they are reluctant to, to do business with you and uh, only doing it up with goodwill based on your newness and, and your promises and your own relationships. And then, of course, we've had, you know, on two or three occasions, we, we've had to be, uh, all this only a few days, we've had to be delinquent with meeting payroll, and that's added. That that's the worst thing that can happen to a, a business of that kind to, to struggle to meet payroll, and have to be borrowing money to, to meet payroll. That sounds more a government, and the question is, needs to move from the sort of government style bureaucracy and situation uh, to a more private
5: sector oriented uh, efficiency. Uh. Good night, Mr. Garrett. Uh, having been a member, of, I'm fine. Having been a member of the board for for some period of time, how do you explain uh, being naive to the financial straits of Cricket West Indies? Because because the, the board never got cash flow reports. Ooh. We got
1: we got PNL and we got uh, budgets and we have got the truth. In my humble opinion about the extent to which we are going to be struggling time in fact uh, i would say the financial report we just uh, uh, the the cash flow uh so on a fairly recorded basis um the, the board let, let's be clear on that. Uh, that meets four times a year, Mm. and uh, may or may not get full documentation on everything, and um, in in a lot of instances, the financial, you know, literally, and the point of difference, can very easily miss a number of key uh, issues, especially... When you're a non-executive director and the staff is not necessarily speaking to you directly about some of the things that they experience, um, we, we're fixing that. You know, we, we, we're opening up transparency, we're making making sure that, that the communication is clearer, and we have uh, ongoing, you uh, say, that, uh, the observations and findings that. that This report The mm. uh, desired
0: objectives and remedies that are not being implemented. Well, it is a surprising uh, revelation uh, to us,
6: considering that the construct of critical activities has not uh, changed significantly. But, but I guess more over the fact that well, I mean, since um, you
5: you were unaware of the of the cash flow difficulties. Prior to your taking office nine months ago, but but also looking at a cadre of of directors and other people that go to quarterly meetings. I mean, there must have been some one with uh, financial knowledge and skills that would have been incisive in questions and in meetings that mm-hmm. that this sort of and thing that,
1: shouldn't have been in the dark. That that is a surprise to me. Mm. Well, um. You, you haven't really come across any surprises yet. Oh dear. No, you're scaring me. Oh dear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm. Any 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 law this uh uh, uh president, Mr. President at this stage?
1: Not 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 at this point. <laughs> so
2: so so, so are we expect some bomb shells later on, is that what you're suggesting to us? <laughs> no, I'm I'm just <not>. shocking, <laughs> <off.
1: Yeah, laughs> shocking off. Uh, shocking yes. off. No, you see, you're going down a particular path okay. uh, as, as a journalist. I understand uh, I'm just simply uh, saying the extent to which we are uh, shoulder with significant remedies to you now implement. Um, hmm. there, there, there's, n- there's no easy fixes to, and it is operational issues uh Related to chronic cash flow problems, we we've taken it on the other side. But you know, it's just remember, just for the record, the organization spent twenty two million dollars more than it earned in fiscal year 2018-2019. So twenty two thousand, twenty two million sorry, $22 million, forgive me, I wish to myself, $22 million,
0: was
1: supposed to be funded by a loan from the Jamaica private sector that was being put together by the, the, the former president, which never materialized for a whole long list of reasons. So uh, when, when you have a deficit of that size, and you know that you're going to have it in advance, then you're either going to find a way to fund it or you're going to have to cut costs. There were no attempts to cut costs because there was so much confidence that it would be funded by a loan uh, Mm -hmm. generated in the form of a bond. Mm And so I uh, we could we could spend two hours on the program talking about this, but this is not the right time. No, no, it's not the right thing. but but essentially the let's say on day
5: T minus one of assuming the presidency you were totally unaware of the financial situation of cricket West Indies. I would say totally unaware.
1: You can be totally unaware that the organization is not up. A- a a flush profitable organization. We have seen the organization struggle over the years to to even break even. So, what I said was that it was shocking to me the extent to which we had no cash. Oh, I see. It's about cash flow. You you can see figures, but unless you get clear information about cash. Look, the organization itself wasn't even clear who it owed money, I how much you don't want money, too.
0: Really?
2: It wasn't that bad. Oof. Oh, my God! All right. Well, uh, in the interest of time, we, we, we're going to move on. Just before you came on the show, Mr. President, August Higgins, the noted Jamaican journalist, he, he, well, he's got an article saying, has scared abandoned the Indies first policy? And in that article, he pointed out that Trevor Penny, um, you know, Monty Desai, and uh, Chris... Rabbanzon, the coaching education manager, the the batting coach, the assistant coach, they've all been picked. And you enunciated a policy of, of a first policy when you first took over. And there's some criticism coming from the Gleaners article written by August Higgins. How do you respond to that, Mr. President? Well, there was a,
1: a Sunday Gleaner article that followed the next day. Right. That that as a result of the interview that they did with me. They, uh, by the way, the gentleman also uh, wrote that app without attempting to speak to anybody in mm-hmm. cricket West Indies, not even Jimmy Adams, mm-hmm. a famous Jamaican and West Indian who is director of cricket and who ultimately uh, mm-hmm. gives you know the final word on some of these things in terms of the technical side of it. Mm-hmm. So there was no attempt, and then the Jamaica from the Gleaner called and asked for, uh, you know, uh, uh, for some feedback. So yeah, I thought it was brilliant of the Gleaner to create an issue and mm-hmm. then address it uh, <laughs> in, in, in the fiscal paper. That's great journalism. Yeah. You know, they yeah. created an issue which didn't exist and then talking it up after. Because the fact is that we have put out, first of all, for six months,
7: we circulated a draft Western interest policy to,
2: to all over the place. Mm-hmm. And
7: mm-hmm. it was finally uh, adopted. Mr. Carriage and I'll go right over to
2: our good friend, Andrew Mason. Early 110 for I'm going to try to see if you can get some information on that game uh, before the end of the program and some news, Rob Branker. Uh, he's going to be buried on August the 13th at Coral Ridge, there's going to be a couple of viewings, one is going to be the Empire Club, so you can make a note of that, Rob Branca, he's uh, going to be buried on August the 13th at Carl Ridge, uh, three and three viewings and told one will be at the Empire Club, of course he would have represented that club with tremendous distinction, so They go on to the test matches. Uh, The West Indies up against South Africa, losing 3-2 in terms of the T20s. And they lost the two test matches. And against Australia, where they rebounded uh, to win the uh, T20 series 4-1. But then they lost uh, the ODI series uh, to 1. And as we know, against Pakistan, the West Indies losing to Pakistan 1-0. There are two test matches coming up, August the 12th to the 16th, the first in Jamaica, then the second in Jamaica, from the 20th to the 24th. So we we'll give you all of the information that we have, and we certainly would want to um, bring you all of that information in terms of test matches very much on radio, and we want to thank radio for being very much involved in this exercise. But without any further ado, gentlemen, I think it's only uh, fair, only appropriate that we talk about Vincent Benjamin's son. What a performance. What a performance. And uh, I see fellow Wallace who's on Zoom already along with Roland Butcher and Dr. Andrew Ford. Uh, it's really great that this former West Indies fast bowler producing the son, not playing cricket, but certainly doing very well in the hurdles. In fact, they're going to go to St. John's Antigua and speak to uh, to his dad. Uh, and, of course, you can chip in as well, Dr. Ford, uh, Philo Wallace, and Roland Butcher are very much on Zoom. Good evening to you, Winston. How are you? You must be um, well, over the moon, so to speak.
4: Uh, good evening to you and to the panel. Good evening, especially to Dr. Ford mm-hmm.
2: and all your other listeners to the Caribbean. Good. further feed. Well, you've got uh, Philo Wallace, and, of course, you've got... Uh, Roland Butcher, you know these gentlemen. How does it feel, your son, doing well, winning the silver in the, uh, the the Olympics, the hurdles, doing an extremely good job. What a performance from your son! You must, as I said, be on top of the world. How does it feel?
4: Well, um, it's a wonderful performance. Um, I'm not feeling any different now than 24 years ago when he was born. Uh, I guess that's being me being an athlete and understanding what is going on, I'm very much proud of his <clears throat> achievement and accomplishment. But I, I don't know if I'm over the moon, but I'm very happy for him. I way mean, he continues to grow each day.
2: Yes, yes. Well, tremendous performance. But
4: I mean, as a dad, though, I mean, you must have
2: uh, really felt very, very special. Uh, where did you watch the game at home, or you, were some guys partying in anticipation?
4: No, actually, he his mom and his aunt organised a, a watch party. Okay. So that's where he with, with a number of friends.
2: Okay, okay. And well, he was in the lead for a bit. Look, I once said that he might have won the gold.
4: Yes, um, the party would have would have brought him home, but hey, both both guys really ran an exceptional race. They brought him the to each other, and um, you know, what more can I ask? he did everything that he said he was going to do and mm. I'm, I'm i'm happy
2: mm-hmm. have you spoken to him Since no before? i
4: haven't spoken to him no i haven't spoken to him as yet I'm him cool off a little bit, right know, right you know
2: mm-hmm. did, did you speak to him just before the race
4: i no, a week ago i try not to um okay get too much involved in in check and aspect of it even though i'm a certified secretary coach as well
2: mm, i see Uh, Tell us about him. Uh, Born in the United States, I'm told.
4: Yes, in the United States on the 27th of July. Um, Mm -hmm. Does most of his schooling here at an early age. Mm -hmm. Went to the U.S. uh, since 12. And um, that is where he has been since, you know, from Mm -hmm. time to time. He -hmm. passed through Antigua. He he did represent Antigua as a junior. But I um, decided to change allegiance and run for his country birth.
2: Oh, I see. So there might have been some consideration to, to run for Antigua, you think? Yeah. Serious consideration?
4: Well, there have been. Uh, there was, I should say, but you know, he didn't go according to his likeness.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
4: you know, he just decided look, enough is enough. and He can do it, whatever the we were doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Well, I know Dr. Ford, Philo Wallace, and Roland Butcher will want to share in the joy. Doctor, any questions for Winston? Good evening to you, sir. Good evening,
5: Dr. Ford. Well, congratulations, Winston. Uh, what's the, any reactions from any of the former schoolmates from, from Antigua?
4: My schoolmate or his schoolmate?
5: His, his schoolmate uh
4: that would have gone to school from him that you may know um no i haven't really gotten any from anybody from his um schooling days there's a, there's a young man in particular in Guyana named uh, michael washington who keeps in touch mm-hmm. both of them used to be really going at it when michael was even going to school here um but from that no, I haven't really heard from um, school friends so to this What Well, I guess everybody will do really interesting yeah.
5: Well, it's an incredible achievement because the competition in the U.S. Would, would be far superior to the accommodation to the competition here. Sorry. And uh, when when did you first realize that he had world class ability?
4: um funny you should ask the question i didn't i didn't recognize he had worked on his ability i know he he had um what the americans call a football so he was a, a running back i think that is where the coach saw him oh um so that is where he was drafted from but having a very frail body moving as fast as he he was you know, they thought that he had somebody could take the leap. So I think his mother as well was concerned about, about that. And she and a gentleman from Jamaica, Coach Malcolm, I think his name is, um, made that decision. and, you know, I would just like to thank them both for having vision. Mm-hmm. So that is where it is yeah. all. But most um, of start. Um, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I
5: didn't. Hear, I, didn't hear what it
4: was uh, I was saying most of it would have
5: been wide receivers. They they usually let the, the really fast runners, the the wide receivers, rather than running backs. The running backs are bigger, early, but but very quick athletes. Well, to be
4: quite, yeah, to be quite that for that, what I, I am not into the American football, so I could have been the one. Um, not knowing the position correctly
2: oh oh i see
5: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay i'll let i'll let roland or yeah if philo, philo
2: of, of course you want to <laughs> congratulate your, your good friend winston hello
3: <laughs> yeah, good night andrew good night to the panel rolling uh good night to, to, Ronald, uh, good night to, to winston benjamin uh, uh, a man who i respect uh, and i want to say congratulations uh to you and, and and your son's mother, because without you both, it would, he would not be you know, you're running. And, and, I, and I and I like the position that you've taken, <laughs> the position that you've taken, in that you allowed him to make his decision. Uh, you said that he 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 was running for Antigua, and then he didn't like what's happening, and he decided he wants to go to America. And and, and obviously doors were open. I, I want to know from you, Winston. How does the Antiguan feel about your son's performance? Uh, performances at, at Tokyo and obviously within that that
4: that heard hurdles? Well, actually, my, my phone being bombarded for the whole day with um, well wishes and, and so forth. I think the country as whole whole um, really supported, really get behind him, which is sort of when you really and truly because, you know, during that time, there was uh, another gentleman who decided he wanted to run for Great Britain, who the country didn't take too lightly to it. So i just like to say thanks to everybody who, you know, met Carl and, you know, sharing the moment with my son, you know. Yeah, but everybody basically has been supportive. Roland? Uh,
8: first of all, good, good evening to everyone. My son I would really like to say congratulations to your son. Um, your family really on a fantastic performance. Uh, I watched it and... If I could have pushed him those last 50, 60 meters, I, w- I was willing him on. But what it was say is he, took, he, he he took part in one of history's great races because mm-hmm. on another day he would have been world, he would have been Olympic champion with a world record. Um, yes. It so happened on that day that so many people on the top of their game, and um, you know he must be very proud of his performance and the fact that he ran so well against an opponent who really did what people thought was impossible. So, you know, I, I, I'm so over the moon really about his performance and I really wish him all the best in, in the future. Yes. Thank you. I,
4: I think Winston, I think, were you an athlete, were you an yeah. athlete as well? What? Yeah. No, I I, I never made too fast in track yeah. and field per se. I my thing was to challenge the if if they said that you're fast then my job was to challenge you if you're fast and um I could I could have held my own had I gone into track and field.
2: Okay, well well good. Um I, I suppose a lot lots of celebrations there in Antigua, I would imagine. They're still partying, Winston? Uh,
4: uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, maybe a few people might be, but no, I'm not partying right now. I'm, I'm hard at work.
2: You're hard at work.
4: No, no, no. no.
2: Let, let, let's go through, I mean, those emotions. I mean, your son getting ready for uh, this big event. In fact, before the race, people actually felt he had a chance of winning gold, and it's only because of a tremendous performance that he... Um, you know, got got silver. Tell us about the emotions. I mean, before the race, during the race, and after the race. What was going through your mind? I did
4: prayer. I was a large Healthy. Emotionally, I'm not really an individual that show a lot of emotions mm-hmm. like that. Most mm-hmm. of my emotions come from trying to help express it. Um, and if I felt like I'm being stifled and, you know, not given a chance to express myself, then, you know, I'll probably be emotional, but after that, you know, before the race, you know, I wasn't really, I had all the belief in the world. I I was confident that, you know, he was going to do it. Uh, I still think now that he's going to do it one day. Um, after. You know, I had to set my hat off to Warhol. I think Warhol won an excellent race.
2: Oh, yes. Both, mm-hmm.
4: both men. I uh, have to give him credit. He, from the gun, he, he went out hard. You know, I just thought it was an excellent race. And there's not a lot that any one of those guys could have done differently. And, um, you know, I just accepted what it was.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, just before you go, Winston, um, we're going to do a commercial break pretty soon. Um, what, uh, how many in the family? Got other boys and girls, Winston?
4: Yeah, there are two other two other boys and three.
2: Oh, two other boys? Uh-huh.
4: Yeah, and three girls.
2: Oh, Winston, you're quite an active man.
4: Um, not really. that's, a, that's an average performance.
2: Average? Two, two, two. Yeah. Let's say that again. Two boys. Well,
4: in our three boys three boys and
2: and, and 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 two girls no
4: three boys and three girls and three or oh,
2: six are you finished winston
4: no i'm not saying i'm done <laughs> <laughs> i like that
2: you said i'm not finished you like that doctor for you said i'm done uh, j- just before you go um <laughs> you, <have laughs> Doc, you want to come in and say something six that's a big number
5: Winston, I, I have a question that I, I want to put in a delicate way. Uh, we've seen Caribbean people go to other places and excel. Most of us remain in the Caribbean, but some of us go elsewhere and do so well. Uh, and I want to ask you the general question, are we as equipped to develop our talents as some other places are at bringing out the best in us. What do you think?
4: Um, if you really look around and and, and we're going to talk about second season for, for a little bit. We have Jimmy and Trinidad who probably in the Caribbean and Bahamas. In that in that in that sense. Hmm. Uh head and shoulder of of the rest, what is it that they're doing that the rest of the Cardinals are doing? That is number one. Number two, I don't think we are really equipped. Um, we're, we're, we're not efficiently equipped to get these guys to the top of the tree. Um, you know, at the junior level, we are excellent, but because of cricket, what happens after the juniors? For some reason, we, we, we are losing a lot of our athletes in that middle passage so to speak i think it's something that we need to look at um seriously mm-hmm. and uh, apart from that too you know people should be allowed to have their opinion and not be punished in with you as an individual but i'm getting the job done mm-hmm. and that is the most important thing mm-hmm. I, th- I think we got to get away from the nationalistic view and look to be more patriotic with our athletes and sports person are concerned
2: mm. interesting uh, and and final 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 question the- yeah, so, yeah yeah Roland.
4: Mm-hmm. i was just
8: gonna just one further point i mean the question about that, um, was from the doctor was in the doctor would say one of the big problem that we would have um in the in the region would be Providing the level of competition on a regular basis, um, you know, to be world class. I think that that, that is the problem. Um, just use track and field as, a, as an example. Um, Ray Ray would be running meets every week probably during the the track and field season against top athletes. Um, that wouldn't be possible in the Caribbean. To be running week out weekend against. Top-class athlete, So when you when you are in that situation,
2: you must improve, when you mm. I see. Good point, uh, Winston. Um, of, well, well, you got your son uh, doing well in terms of athletics. In terms of the others, are they involved in any sports at all? The other five?
4: Uh, no, they well, my last son is. he in the track and field as well. So okay. We have to wait and see that. What
2: happened? What what discipline? What discipline? He he's two and four. Oh, two and four. Okay.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. And the girls are not involved in sports at all. Neither
4: guy.
2: Okay, it's Winston.
4: The girls are into medicine and, and
2: Oh, okay. They into medicine like Doctor Ford. Okay, Fair enough. All right, Winston. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, we thought it important to to reach out to you this evening. Um, with your son doing so well. Uh, Getting uh, getting the silver, really tremendous performance in the in the hurdles, um, 400 meter, tremendous performance, and uh, this really is uh, um, good news not only for the people of Antigua but of course the people of the Caribbean. Definitely,
4: definitely, and to all the Jamaicans and the Puerto Ricans and Venezuelans who uh, Mm -hmm. who have excelled. Congratulations to the Caribbean people. Right. You know, we, we have done it before, and we can do it again. Let right. We just invest in the youngsters and um, give them an opportunity. All right. You know, instead of being negative towards them all the time, let we just find a way to, to invest in them.
2: Thank you, Winston Benjamin, the former Western Indies fast bowler. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Let's uh, pause for business calls, and we come back. Of course, when we we'll look at that Pakistan series. Um, Pakistan Best Indies, not over cricket. Pakistan yes. is um, the completed game. And of course we also want to look forward to the test message. Of course, Mason and guesses grow grow to us
7: Yes, yes. Raya Benjamin, the young and uh, a well, young Antiguan uh, well born in the in the Bronx but of Antiguan parentage. Those of you who are not known he, well, went over to the Mount Vernon, I think it is, and had a wonderful time there, developed himself and made made great of his opportunities. Just want to wish him well on behalf of the Crooked Show. We did it a few weeks ago, we talked about it and really, really came through came through big time. On another day as he first said, he he had broken two records last night, though. He broke the former <laughs> record, but it was eventually broken by the winner from Norwegian. Norwegian. Let's go back and see if Andrew is ready to ...matches, losing pretty yes. big
2: two. And in the ODIs, South Africa did well to, to win 3-2. Then the West Indies played Australia in terms of the t 20 matches one For one, but then the ODIs losing... 2-1 now in terms of Pakistan. Uh, Pakistan were scheduled to actually play five games against the West Indies. And, in fact, we know what happened in Barbados, just one. And then they went to uh, Ghana. And we have a situation where just one game was completed. So let's start with you, Phil. When you do an overall assessment with uh, Pakistan in today, your impressions?
3: Obviously, Andrew, I, I have to-, to congratulate Pakistan. We the T20 series against West Indies. I knew they were they were scheduled to play five.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I was still like, West did They explain why they didn't get them to win Barbados uh, because there's they have nine days now between the next match. I don't know if it's logistics or whatever. But when you look at that Pakistan stand as I said here last week, they came to they were here in England and they were playing some very good cricket. England beat them, but they were playing. They left here, with confident. And they showed that confidence in, in the Caribbean. It was the only game that was really completed. But you can see the class of the Pakistanis side. I think guys who are really eager uh, want to play a cricket for Pakistan. They've seen a, a big improvement as well in their fitness level. Uh, maybe this one guy, but obviously he will get fit. They're, 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 you can see the eagerness in their, in their fitness level. You have to commend Wakar Yunus and Mrs. of The job that they're doing and getting these young men uh, to really put in the performances consistently. So the, the, they've shown that they have the class in the T20 series. And now we're going to see them up in Jamaica uh, in, in the Test matches, and I, I would expect them to play a good Test match cricket as well. They've beaten South Africa at home just yesterday in a Test series. So they, they also have confidence in the, in the red ball. But I think when you look at the Pakistan team, you, you, you can see the, the guys are enjoying it. They're listening to, the, to their coaches, and they want to play the cricket. Uh, and Baba Azam, uh, Andrew is a fantastic man. Uh, he's developing the rankings uh, in Test Match cricket and, and he has the class and he has the character to pull that young Pakistan team through and keep them together. Uh, I would expect him to just move from strength to strength. I mean, no Pakistan always comes, through, always give us trouble. From the day immemorial, they're one of the teams that always trouble West Indies. I hope that our Test squad... Mind you, uh, uh, up in Jamaica, the least selector said, you know, there isn't a lot he can say about it, but he is there. Uh, we we will wish them all the very best. Looking at the last uh, series that played, they played, there's a lot of work to do. And one thing I would like to find out from West Indies is who is supervising mm. those guys up in Jamaica. Seeing that Phil uh, Simmons the, the was down with a uh, with the, with the main defense, what I would like to know who who is in Jamaica working. With mm. I'm playing up here.
2: Mm. Roland, do you know? You're, you're, you're close to the action. I'm not as close to you,
3: Andrew. Mm. Um, I
8: have no idea what is going on in, in Jamaica. Um, wait for the I would wait
2: and, and listen. Mm. Your impressions of it, uh, we're down to two test matches now, Roland. I spoke earlier from South Africa to Pakistan.
8: Yeah, I think... Two test matches—they're uh, going to be pretty tough to watch. The test cricket is more of a um, stronger suit. Uh, they've got, you know, batsmen who like to spend time at the crease. They're not big hitters; they're, they're stroke makers. And in terms of bowling, I think they've got some excellent bowlers. Um, you know, who can bowl long spells, particularly in the, in the scene department a couple of footballers who we haven't seen as yet. So I would expect really West Indies are going to have a very hard, tough job on on their hands um, in those two test matches. And it will be another further examination really of how we bat, whether um, against that type of bowling,
2: whether we can put scores on the board
8: um, to be competitive. Again, the pressure very much is going to be on on our backs.
2: Yeah, well, i was just trying to, to get some information out of uh, Jamaica. And um, I, I see here, that was Team Hope, Mosley, good to see Bonner, Mears, De Silva, Cornwall, from all fields, Max Smith, that's nice, Smith, from Guyana, Keon Hardin, and Cotter, now let's now look at the Craig Graphics team: um, Powell, Darren Bravo, Chase Brooks, Raymond Reefer, Jamar Hamilton, Kima Roach, Darius Joseph, Joma Warakan, Kevin Hodge, Shima Holder, and Imran Khan. Uh, I don't see the name of Shannon Gabriel there. That's interesting. So that information was sent to me. Uh, because the reality is there's not a lot of information coming about that game at all. Earlier, um, I actually got some information, and that's a long time ago, 110 for 5, graphic that says um, 43, Roston, Chase, it's called 36, Brooks, a duck, Paul, 15, Hodge, 1, and Raymond Reefer 1. But that's a long, long time ago. So I would like an explanation as to why is it that we haven't seen Anything in terms of a press release about the teams, and my understanding was initially felt that they were supposed to play two matches.
3: Andrew, and, and, and this is a this is a, a problem. Investing in this cricket, the new administration of well, the continuation, the Scary and shallow administration. Mm. they were big on releasing information to the public. Mm. Uh, that is one of the things that they also said that they will look to change. Another thing, Andrew, is that we don't hear from our director of cricket at all about what is going on, mm. and, and these are these are these are these are things that we need to know. We are shareholders of West Indies cricket. You, for one, you're the leads, you're the lead commentator. You want you, people will look to you for information, and I think that telling telling you or telling the public what is going on in Jamaica for all West Indies cricket team, we, we saw we, we, we saw a glimpse of Pakistan in the t We want to know what is happening to all West Indies cricket team in preparation. But this culture series against Pakistan. Pakistan is is right above us. And it's gonna as Roland said it's gonna be a good examination of where we really stand. And I think that for the need to pull this socks up and share the information with the public. Nobody's going to bash them over their heads, we just need to know what is going on. So at least we'll be on the same age as them. And, and we are banning to the concept of having these best of best matches. And the least letter also has to tell us the importance Mm. of these best of best matches now dan bravo is up there, and we saw him against australia and 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 so we need to know what is the importance of this game no mm. shannon gabriel why is shannon gabriel not there is he still injured has he not recovered what is it and the things that we need to know and, and i'm really getting up uh, with all the secrecy in West Indies. and i really hope that when the time comes some of these directors and other people in positions. I hope people get to run against them and push them away from the cricket. Let's get people who really want to push our cricket forward. Look like at all the other cricketer nations and they're happy. Mm. Unhappy nation is, to me, is my thing. Is what South Africa are going through a transformation. And they know all the bad things that used to happen. We're hearing about them. So this cricket needs to purge, we'll
0: purge. People, the need
3: to purge, Andrew. The public needs to purge. Not a lot of hidden agendas man. And I would like them to come to the forefront and bring our cricket back properly. We need proper people. Right? All that people are saying, I don't want to point no fingers. We need to be honest with our cricket. It is reflecting in our performances. I also, I also heard today that Mimbavo you know, played his last game in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they looked safe he would be selected for the World Cup. I want to say, you know, it's an honor to see him in, West in these Colors. Uh, he retired, he, he, he came back and, and he made a contribution. And I hope that his contributions will be recognized and not just shove on the carpet. And obviously he's declared that He's not going to play any more T20 cricket in the Caribbean for the And I just want to wish him a, 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 a happy retirement. And may he go on to do all the other things that he wants to do after his cricketing career.
4: Mm. Roland. Yes.
3: Um...
8: Well, yeah, Bravo has signaled he's playing his last game. I mean, that is, um, you know, he's been around a long time. And really, it's about time that we really try to find somebody to fill that position. Um, I, I'm a, a younger person. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he's had a good career. I'm sure he'll continue his 20s around the world. Uh, but I still he's have to move on. And that's just a fact of life.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
8: that's the life, is Andrew. Your, your time comes, and you have a, you know, you do what you have to do, and then eventually it's all over, and
2: you move on, and somebody else comes in and try to move forward. Just getting some information. The Floyd Reef is supposed to join us pretty soon, but as a headline, the GCB upset after only four Guineans selected for the on the 19 training squad. Now, when I saw the squad, and I saw four, I was a bit surprised by that. You know, Barbados have got a nice contingent. Uh, they've already gone down. And I also see Harper Knox, Kensington Oval Pitch. Have you seen those headlines, Aunt Roland? Well, I've seen the one
8: about the pitch, Andrew. And um, I, I mean, as far as knocking the Kensington Oval Pitch, um, let me say first and foremost, uh, my appearance on this, program today is. You know, I'm, this is Roland Butcher, the cricketer, analyst, etc. on this program. and I'm, I'm not here to represent the BCA at all. Um, the pictures we saw in Barbados, everybody's saying, well, that they were not the, the best pictures that were not for the West Indies liking. Uh, I want to know what sort of pictures they want for their liking. That's mm-hmm. what I want to know in the first place. Um, they played in St. Lucia with, with pace and bounce, and, you know, they struggled and they said, well, that was not the right pitches for us to play, to play on. In the, in the, in the, they came to Barbados. Um, While well, the pickets were not sharp fronts, if you examine the three matches, the first game Australia scored 250 plus which is not a bad total, and her response was 133. Now, the second game, Australia were in their trouble, 6 for 40-odd, and managed to scrape 180-odd, which was a competitive score. And West Indies got home, came to the third game, and obviously everybody looking at the result and saying, and then obviously you had the pronouncements
4: of oh, how bad the pitch was,
8: but what people don't know is that following the West Indies' win on the Saturday, um, the West Indies asked to play on the same pitch for the last game. Oh. It wasn't a new pitch. They asked to play on the same pitch because they won. Okay. Now, having played on that pitch, they won the toss, misread the, con- the conditions because they thought the pitch would deteriorate and, and get worse. And the pitch actually got better for
2: batting yes.
8: because midway through the Australian innings, you saw the ball didn't really midway through the West Indies innings, the ball really stopped spinning, and they lost the game. Now, should, should they have had a fast bouncy pitch. Well, if they had a fast bouncy pitch, they still got to do with starting the other. So I I don't really know what is the ideal pitch. What I would say is that. We have got some systemic problems um, with our batting in, in this region, and we can bury our heads in the sand and fear that pitches are not to our liking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, we must recognise that our batting mm-hmm. is a problem. And if you also examine these one-day matches, have we learned anything about our batting in these matches against South Africa? against um, Australia and against and against Pakistan? The answer is no, because the same problems that we've seen before in terms of no partnerships, no rotation of the strikes, um, not particularly good shot selections, those problems are still there. So to me, those are more fundamental things to deal with than worrying about pitches. What we should worry about is that how... Someone at like Hafiz is 40 years of age mm-hmm. and bowled 24 balls and 19 adult balls. Now, <laughs> that is what we should be concerned about mm. and not necessarily the condition of the pitch. You have to, Whatever the pitch is, you have to adapt to it. And, and what is ideal? What is the ideal pitch? Mm. I, I would like somebody to tell me, for, from a West Indian point of view, what is the ideal pitch? for the West Indies team. Mm. So, Andrew, I think in this region, we are short-term thinkers. We think about winning a game, winning a series. No, I don't think that way. My thinking is based on long-term getting a system in place that will serve you long after we have gone, that you are still performing and winning. you mm. just in winning a game or winning a uh, series, that doesn't tell you a great deal. What I want to know is that we have put something in place that I know in 10 years' time I can be confident that this still will be producing players and producing results. Uh, You know, not constant playing in bitterly all the time about pitches, pitches, pitches. Yes, we know we want pitches to be faster and more bounce, but you know, then you get accused of the of grand pitches to suit the opposition. I I I'm I'm a little bit I won't say angry, but what I find is that it, it is not something really send the wrong message to the players. Oh. Right? It it is saying to the players, here's a crutch. Mm. you don't perform well, the pitch is the
2: Blame, the pitch. No, no. Blame the pitch. Blame uh, the pitch.
8: message it? send the message to the players, listen. This may not be the ideal Pitch, but we have got to play
2: on it and try and play for the best of mm-hmm. our And make to the necessary adjustments. Try and,
8: make, and to find, adjustment. to find a way
2: to
8: mm. play on this. And we'll become better players.
2: Mm. Interesting. Alright, uh, Philo, just before you come, let's welcome the head coach for the under-19s, Floyd Lamont Reef. Of course, you would know him very well. In fact, a release came from Cricket West Indies, Philip Spooner, talking about those 56 under-19 rising stars. So, we're going to talk about that. Floyd has joined us uh, from St. John's, Antique. Good evening to you, Floyd. How are you?
1: Hey,
6: good evening, Andrew. Good evening to everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. Good. we got your good friend, Philo Wallace, Roland Butcher, and of course, Dr. Ford mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are preparations going? Everything is all right?
6: Yeah, is good. Um, we just serving out our quarantine period. Uh, we had a COVID test yesterday. We are supposed to get one tomorrow again.
2: Mm, I see. So everyone?
6: Uh, after that, then we'll be able to, to start our practice sessions.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, everybody arrived? All, all the players?
6: If yes, everybody's here, mm-hmm. all the staff is here. Right.
2: Everybody's
6: just, you know, waiting and ready to go.
2: Just mm. before Dr. Ford and the others come in, any major challenges so
4: far?
6: No, there's no challenges. Um, <clears throat> like I said to you before on a previous four round, i be... We have put together a holistic program for the boys from January. And so this program was being executed all around the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to play coaches around the Caribbean. Then we had we, we did an C program as well. So we had to find C coaches around the Caribbean. Um, we did, we had uh, the Mexico training on, on Sundays and then Obviously, we had the nutritional sessions online as well. So we had a a full full holistic program prepared for the boys, something that has never been done before at this this level. So I think that um, obviously during the COVID, it it was very challenging. So we had to find creative, innovative daily in order to keep in contact with the boys and contact with the coaches and they had to send a lot of video to us, so it was a lot of video footage that we had to review, mm-hmm. assess, you know, give, give feedback. So a lot went into it, to, to this whole project over the last seven months.
2: Mm-hmm. I see. Um, Andrew,
8: two, two, two quick questions for Floyd. Sure. Um, Steve's got a very big squad of 56. Um, can you tell us the reason for such a squad? And the other question, so that the others can come in, really? Sure. How, how, how did you um, reach the,
6: the 56th? What, what method of um, selection was used to, to get the players from the different um, items? Okay, first roll it uh, Obviously, there, there was no youth cricket played last year. There's none being played this year. Right? But we don't know the situation and the world that we're living in. Um, Mr. Graves, he created that clerk. Uh, We went back to the under-17 group two years ago and in consultation with the different coaches and selectors from the various um, territories, we came up with the 44 players from around the region. So each territory nominated their best players, and that's how we got to the 44. Now the additional 12 players that were added on, we asked each territory to produce some internal teams because we felt that we wanted to see all the talent that's there possible for us to see before, you know, making that final selection. Um, so those games, games were played in Trinidad. We had games in Barbados. We had games in Jamaica. Um, had, we were supposed to have games in Guyana as well, but they were rain off. They probably only got in one game or half a game because of the weather situation. So the other 12 players were selected from amongst those games. So all those games were streamed live. The selectors had the opportunity to see the boys play. Um, Other people around the region was watching the cricket as well. So we kind of put together the other 12 from those games that were played over the last few months. So in order now we have 56 boys here now. So we're going to play. We put them together into four teams, 14-4-56, four four the and then we're going to play a series. But so each, you will play three games each, and then a the final, first we'll play a second, third we'll play a fourth. So, matter of fact, boys will get four games within the next week. Or the next week.
2: Mm. Interesting, uh, because I, I, I note here that the GCB, uh, they're very upset that only four Guyanese players were selected. And also, uh, the guys in Dominica are saying um, it is not good. Uh, we've only had a situation where what only one, nobody from Dominica is involved in the process. Um, so, uh, Diana, do you want to react to the GCB uh, being unhappy, Floyd? I haven't seen.
6: What, what the GCB is saying, mm-hmm. but there the GCB had the opportunity, like everybody else. When we were looking to the players in the initial stage, they put forward their best players to us. Oh, and it's unfortunate that um, that they didn't get in the, the, the games like Trinidad and, and Barbados State, so that we can see the other players. But like I said, um, I think that we they we've, we've chosen the, the best possible 56 guys work with at this present moment, seeing that there was no, there was no youth cricket player last year. There was none. There's none playing this year. Maximum that we can go to 56 to get in a mini best of best tournament that we're going to play here in
3: Antigua.
2: Mm. Yeah, well board
3: office have been working. You said that this program has been seven months in, 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 in work. The 56 young under 19 cricketers, or rising stars. It's for the, the coaching staff down there uh, and how are you going to obviously after these four games what numbers are you looking to have because I read somewhere in a release that you're coming up to England in September uh, the bet is starting to change here don't know where the youth world cup is being played but I would believe that you will look to get into similar conditions that the world cup is being played so how, how what what coaching staff do you have you gonna get down to the what number you're gonna get down to England. And then what do you what are you going to be doing when you get to England? Who are you playing against? And what to do. when you bring these, these young men up here?
6: Um after the after the games, um the selectors and me and the squad will be cut down to
3: around twenty five. Who are the selectors I must ask? my um, Myers Baskin. They be only two, and myself
6: so Mark Mark yes. um. right so I was saying that um the squad would be cut to twenty five um the squad that would go to England, that squad will be cut to eighteen uh, um, but the twenty five boys will still have their programs prepare uh we we only allowed to eighteen to go to England coaching staff be Rohan there, so my assistant coach, Security Ambrose, and Mr. Lyberg, Steve Lightbird.
2: Hmm. So so what capacity will um security be in? As well.
6: Security so will be the, will be bowling,
2: bowling, the bowling, coach. bowling court. And Mr. Leighberg? Yes.
6: Mr Lightberg, the will assistant coach, fielding.
2: Okay, fielding. I see. okay Okay, interesting. Well, um, I'm glad that you responded to the situation in relation to Guyana because, in fact, the president got involved. I, I'll, I'll actually send you um, the story that came out only recently about the GCB getting involved. They're saying that they've had heavy investments in cricket and to have only had four players selected is very disappointing.
5: Floyd Floyd, with four teams of 14 are you going to be having any special rules in order to include the three boys who won't be in the in the 11 so to speak so that you could still see what those three that don't make the 11 in each team can do will you extend the backing or will you allow more bowling uh, or are you going to be sticking to all of the all of the rules as we know it.
6: So we we're still discussing that, um, but what, what, what was proposed that we will play 13 guys each game and we we'll rotate so we we'll make sure that everybody get get in three games. Uh, we want to rotate the borders because we don't want uh, seven or eight borders on the side, and then the captain is trying to get in everybody, and it takes away from the intensity of the game. So we want competitive cricket.
0: Mm-hmm. We
6: want the boys to be executing all the drills and, and stuff they've been practicing um over the last six months. Uh, they we're talking about the brand of cricket that we want to play going forward. So we will want to see some of that being executed mm-hmm. within the games. So so we're trying to keep it to six bowlers per team so that, you know, each person can is getting over with a spell, the captain will be under pressure and trying to get in everybody and the intensity of the game would be of a high
0: standard.
5: Well, you did allude to the difficulties of of COVID and, you know, everybody's had lockdowns. We've seen that pitches have not been getting the amount of preparation that we would expect. And also those pitches that have been used in the region have been used multiple times and over short periods uh, which is unusual. Do you have any concerns about the surfaces that you've seen, if you've seen them so far in in Antigua?
6: Well, I've not seen the surfaces yet, but recently they have just had some games played here in Antigua. Uh, the women just finished the series against Pakistan, so those fishes would have had some sort of preparation. So um, we're we hoping now that that preparation will continue. Uh, we've, we've given notice to what our requirements are for the camp, mm. for the games and the camp. So mm. the ground staff know what what, what we need, and you know, I'm confident that they're going to give us some good wickets to play on.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Roland, uh, interestingly enough here, uh, in relation to the selection of the Barbados players, is it true that the Barbados Cricket Association would have been sub- um, surprise, uh, Roland. Um, was the B.C. consulted in relation to the selection of the players from Barbados? Are you aware, Roland?
8: Well, Andrew, in terms of the selection of the players for mm. any camp or whatever, mm. it's, it's, not, it's not a Barbados selection. Mm. this this is a West Indies selection, so they can select who they like from Barbados. They don't have Barbados. BCA don't have to have any involvement with that. Mm. You know, if, if the regional um, tournaments had taken place, mm. following the tournaments, the West Indies selectors, Floyd and his selectors, would have chosen which players they want. So this is no different. This is the same situation. We have no influence um, on, on who Floyd and his selectors select.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, well, well, in fact, I was just responding to a WhatsApp that I actually got in relation to that. So you've paid it up. Um, no involvement um, would have been necessary as far as the BCA are concerned. Interesting. All right, uh, we're gonna pause for our business calls when we come back. We're gonna, there you go, Floyd, pretty soon. We got Dominic Warren very much uh, with us as well. He's a marketing man. Hope that, uh, and you know that Dr. Ford always talks about being um, in the black. So maybe with all the sponsorship that we've seen, Dr. Ford, uh, cricket wrestlers may very well be saying to you tonight too, Mr. Um, Warren, that they've made millions as a result of the cricket that we've had. Of course, we're going to be looking forward to talking to
4: some of you Of course, Mason and Guest is brought in to
7: Yes, indeed. We are being tuned to Mason and Guest, and you're hearing a live broadcast of this week's episode. I am of the Cricket Show, and we are on every Sunday from 6 until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we have our Cricket Talk, three, four hours, and on Saturdays, we have a little bit of entertainment from 9 until 12. Join us if you can. We appreciate your presence. Back to Mason.
2: Fellow Wallace from okay. England. That's from Roland Butcher former West Indies Captain Floyd Reefer and we also have joining us moments of so Dominic Warren, the commercial director of cricket West you gonna to talk to him very soon. Just before you go, Floyd, so things are looking good. Um, you're confident. Things are looking good.
6: Yes, Andrew, listen, we are confident, um, we have a lot of talent here. It's just a matter now of um, seeing the bodies play some cricket. Obviously that's one thing that was lacking. Uh the moment being played over the last two years
0: mm-hmm.
6: um, so the boys are eager and willing to get on the park so it's just for us now to see them in action um, so we can observe and assess uh, we're looking for like I said some positive cricket what mm-hmm. uh, the number of the brand that we, we are looking for um, other things we're looking on the field of player for the tactical decision situation awareness Stuff like that, you know. i mean? not just looking for scores and wickets, but we want guys you not know, to understand the game, the students of the game. So we we have a lot, we have a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. you know, in a short space of time.
2: Uh, i might have missed it. Have you named the captain? Troy? Uh, uh.
6: No,
3: Andrew. We haven't gotten to that stage of Okay.
2: i you, uh,
4: Floyd.
3: You keep saying brand of, uh, What what brand of are you looking for for these other 19 players? Mm. So we're talking about
6: producing smart cricket, right? We want to play smart right. cricket. We want to play confident cricket, fearless cricket.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: We want to have that strong self-belief and that positive intent, oh. no matter what the situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's, that's, smart. that's what we're looking for. We want to
2: play. <laughs> I like that. I like that flow. Smart cricket. I want yeah. the guys to be. Uh, strategic. Just final question before you go. The BC elections are whether well, they've been postponed. Um, you know, from a regional perspective, Now you're you're Barbadian. Um, w- what would you want to see from the uh, Barbados Cricket Association going forward in terms of the um, further improvement of cricket in Barbados?
6: And obviously, Andrew. A lot of cricket has not been played over the last few years. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of clubs are suffering though, players are suffering because of that. Um, but I still think that mm. you know, the BCA could be a bit more strategic in how to think and how to go forward. Um,
0: mm-hmm. you know what I, mean?
6: I believe in important the fans, the game. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not at that level yet. Um, I also think that in me at the administrative level as well. In it's it's time for some new new blood. You know, we I mean? need to get new ideas. Um, they have a lot of young people out there with great ideas for cricket, so we need to get them involved.
2: I see. Well, Roland Butcher is over 80. Winston Stafford is about 80. <laughs> My very good friend, Timmy Boyce, is, is 25. Timmy, you know, I never tell people your age. So you're, you're suggesting that you want to see some some some, young, some new blood on the BCA board. Are you saying that the, the board is a bit old in terms of people like Roland Butcher and Vincent Stafford and, and Roland Butcher and Mr. Boyce?
6: All I'm saying, Andrew, we need, we need new ideas. You know, there's a lot of young people out there with new ideas that mm. um, can take forward and bring new ideas to the table. Mm. That's all I'm saying.
2: Okay. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Floyd. It's always good to talk to you. And we wish you all the best. And we hope to get a, uh, the name of a captain soon. You think we'll get one in the next, what, two or three weeks, possibly?
6: No, possibly, I'll yes,
2: oh, okay. we'll keep you posted. All right, keep you keep, posted. Keep, keep. All right, thank you, Floyd Reefer. Uh, had he been here, he would have been, of course, uh, having a good time. Uh, the last lap in terms of crop-over, and he's a crop-over man. I don't know if Dominic Warren is a, is, is a carnival man, because similarly in, in, in uh, Antigua, they would have been having their carnival. Uh, Dominic Warren joins us, the commercial director of Cricket West Indies. Hello, Dominic, how are you? Well, good yeah. Evening, Andrew. Evening, everyone. Good, thank you. Good. Well, your good friend Dr. Ford is here, and he just sent me a note. Already he said he's seen a lot of, lot of ads, and he's beginning to wonder if you're in the black now.
9: I think um, it's <laughs> good, still going to be some time, you know, following all of the last 15 months until we get there. I think, as everyone knows, I mean, for any business, it's going to be time to get out of there. Uh, mm financial situation any business is in doesn't matter whether it's cricket, a convenience store or a major international company I mean everyone's in the same boat so we're getting more solid Um, it's great to have the cricket Um, and we've obviously got a very big year next year which um, if COVID um, relents continues to relent a little bit as it is uh, with England and India coming plus three other men's home series and more much more cricket sides for the for the women and for the regional side, then then it should be a very good year, which will get everything back on a stable footing. Mm. How has COVID really affected uh, Cwi? Give us some idea of the effect of COVID. Um, I think at, at a general level, like most businesses, um and if you follow football, for example, but in the Premier League you've got Tottenham saying they've lost yeah. 200 million dollars that they can't recover.
0: Mm-hmm.
9: Um, now, okay, it's not the same for us, but you know we've had discussions before about TV arrangements. So w- we probably lost a lot of money just in terms of cash flow, um, purely and simply because when COVID struck, we were right on the cusp of getting ready for a lot of cricket and international TV deals, and they all had to be put on hold. So we essentially had six to nine months without knowing Mm. if that, um, if those broadcast arrangements are going to be confirmed. Um, And that's without all the other stuff. You've still got, you're still running a business without having any revenue coming in. So for nine months, we essentially had no revenue and you're trying to keep, you know, some very good sponsors and partners on board who aren't getting the, the the cricket that they've invested in to, to grow their businesses Um, at a, at a very, very simple operational level, we will have spent nearly half a million dollars on testing alone um, for for players, umpires, event staff, and everyone else to have a biosecure bubble, and that's, that's across the last few months, uh, and other things like airlines. You know, we, we've got, you know, the governments are quite rightly trying to manage their their borders and who comes in but we're having to fly people on different routes and different airlines um all of which comes at a cost and at a premium um and i think the difficult thing is that certainly around the world everybody wants to try and get their businesses back back and sustainable as quickly as possible but they need to do that by rebuilding their businesses not putting their prices up as quickly as possible and that's something that Every business is facing, and we're getting that as well. I mean, you know, we're not going to put prices up at, at really at all on 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 tickets. If anything, we'll try and bring them down and make them more affordable. But we're facing a lot of suppliers who are trying to put significant price increases in, even though we're one of the few people actually bringing businesses into the islands, so into the islands and the countries, I should say. So it's things like that where. You know, you want to support local economies and local businesses, but everybody needs to help regrow. Um, you know, um, for us, we can't be a bank; we never will be a bank. But mm-hmm. cricket is such a major driver in the region for small economies. Um, you know, cleaners, taxi drivers, uh, big and small business, uh, big and small businesses all over the place. It's it's critical we get it right to bring as much cricket back as quickly as possible because it drives, it drives work, but more importantly, it gets everyone's heartbeat going, watching good cricket? Mm-hmm. Just, just before Dr. Ford
2: comes in, um, can you confirm that there will be two test matches um, involved in Pakistan? Because I was hearing that there might be a change to the itinerary.
9: Is there any truth in that? I hope not. <laughs> but we can't deal with another change at the moment. Mm. Um, I, I don't see any reason why not. and um, I think we've got a lot of the players there, That mm. uh, teams are travelling up from uh, Guyana tomorrow. Mm. Um, we've got practice matches and everything else. And also, quite fundamentally, as, as we had, whilst I'm, disappointingly, we had to reduce one of the matches in the Pakistan series. That was because we had to fulfill the ICC playing obligations for the ODI Super League to qualify for the World Cup in 2023. We've got a chance of doing that, uh, so which is why playing Australia was vital. And the two Betway Test matches against uh, Pakistan are part of the new ICC mm-hmm. uh, World Test Championship cycle. So if we don't play them, it's going to be very very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but let me say. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't be playing them, but Mm -hmm. um, we we need to play them to start off that cycle because essentially we've got six fixtures, three at home and three away. Mm. And across the next 18 months, because of the two World Cups and the rescheduling and trying to reschedule a lot of cricket, there there are almost no windows in which to fit extra cricket, Mm. internationally speaking. I
2: see. I see. Interesting. Uh, fellow Wallace asked earlier, why is it that um, there were not two... T20 matches played in Barbados. What would have been the challenge? What would have been the challenge? There,
9: there, 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 there would have been, but it's, it, it's really, it, it's a fair question. Mm. And, you know, we would, we would have loved to play the full series because we'd originally uh, arranged to do five T20s against Pakistan, both because it would be a great series, two fantastic teams, great test for the West Indies um, against one of the top T20 teams in the world. But it was a case of as I said, we had a finite window in terms of travel. Mm. You've got accommodation books, charter flights okay. books. Mm. You've got lots of sort of many tons worth of TV equipment, which you can't quickly turn around a charter flight to get something from one location to another. So if we could have done, we, we would have. But the other thing is if you then replay a match, you've got to put rest days in between. And with such a tight schedule, right. essentially the South Africa series starting in June, until the end of August and CPL start straight after and then IPL straight after that and then the World Cups after that. Um, it was inevitable that if there was a glitch in the schedule, something mm. would have to give. Um, mm. And it's unfortunate because, um, you know, the Pakistan team is a, is a brilliant team in terms of white ball cricket and I think we would have relished playing that extra game. Mm. Particularly particularly with the rain we've had in Guyana, which has been incredibly frustrating for everyone. Mm. Phil, does, does that um, make you happier or all
2: with that explanation?
3: I just want to say good evening to Dominic. I, I, I thank you for clearing it up. Obviously, the logistics uh, would, have, would have played a, a massive role, obviously, <laughs> with the, obviously, with the pandemic. But I'm happy, Dominic, that, you, that, you, that you've told us why. Uh, we lost that game in the 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 second uh c20 game in barbados Mm. and because i was watching today dominica you could see the frustration on captain pollard's face and 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 barbara as well because they want to play cricket Mm. they really wanted to play cricket and to to watch two games being rained off after Mm. losing after a a no decision and no result in barbados would have been frustrated because they want to see where they're at in relation to the World Cup. Because this is, I believe that this T20 World Cup
0: mm-hmm.
3: is going to be fantastic. And so I think we're going to see numbers like we've never seen before. Our players are going to play out of their skins. But the value now of T20 cricket has risen. Because there's something in England called 100.
9: Mm. Mm. Um, I, think you're right. I think you're right, Philo. And I, I think, um, uh, just to explain, I think, where... where, where a lot of the fans won't understand is when you get to a situation like we had today and, you know, we put on the game at a certain time of day to enable to both maximize the fans around the world watching in terms of time time zones, but also because of broadcast agreements that we put in to maximize our revenue by doing the right terms for those games. Yes, it looks like there's two or Three hours at the end of the day, but ultimately things like broadcast slots start disappearing. Whether that's in the States, whether it's in the UK, whether it's in Pakistan, India, and actually with a game like today, um, actually as soon as that as soon as that final ball would have been bowled, we would have been taking everything down to put it on the plane to go to uh, to get everything up to Jamaica, particularly with all the TV equipment and all the other event equipment. So. The question's probably a little bit more valid if it's the first, second, third game of a five-match series. But when it's the last game, it's tricky. But uh, I, it, it's the ultimate frustration because everyone just wants to watch the game. And I think just getting to the cricket, for example, I think we've, it's been really exciting to see Fabian Allen, Hayden Walsh, Akil Hussain over McCoy before. He's you know, it, had a little injury for a while. But the guys have performed really well in terms of the usefulness of the team coming through. I mean, obviously, the, the older heads are there mm. for, to see, and that blend is what we're trying to get right and trying to get the order right. Um, you know, I'd hate to be a selector or coach. As a as a layman, watching that, how you pick a top seven or eight from mm. that squad is still beyond me, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's incredible. Dominic, on the did, side, so. Dominic, there's
2: several questions for you. Um, mm-hmm. One, Uh, Hi, Andrew, could you please ask, Dominic, the status of um, the operating work Cup in terms of venues, have they been determined, if not, when?
9: Um, That's actually a question for the ICC, because essentially we're the ICC's partner on the ground. So, government government bids have been received, site inspections have happened, Um, I believe reports have gone into the... ICC and they're they're determining that I don't know the exact timetable, but I believe it will be in the next three or four weeks.
2: Mm, I see another one coming in, Dominique.
9: Um, can you explain why
2: is it that we've had so little information in relation to the um, the game in Jamaica, the practice match? No information on teams or well,
9: what's going on there, Dominique. We, we've had uh, we've had a couple of issues insofar as the practice one of. On the practice match, one of the key things that we've had is that mm. it's been difficult getting people in so the practice hasn't, hasn't been set up as they want to. Okay. There is a three-day practice match coming up, but obviously there's so, so much cricket going on as well. Um, we normally would have streamed these, but actually with the T20s on, mm-hmm. um, we didn't necessarily feel that you'd have the same audience for it. Oh, I and it wouldn't necessarily be the best but for the for the game that starts tomorrow, there will be reports on mm. uh, our social media feed and the, uh, uh, and the website as well. So it won't be streams this time, uh, but we continue to want to stream as, as much as we can in terms of under 19s, women's games, mm. regional games, mm. as we have been doing for the last three or four years.
2: So, so the players still um, having to get into Jamaica
9: is that what you're saying there are there are unfortunately it's it's tricky so um and and again that's because Mm. um jamaica has its own situation with covid where they're trying to make sure that everyone coming in is fully vaccinated which everyone is in terms of documentation But Mm. they're making sure they've got the right waivers which countries they've been to etc etc so Again, when you talk about cost, going back to your earlier question, that's actually one of the things as well, the amount right, of administration we've right. had to do mm. just to provide the right documentation, make sure that ministries of health, chief medical officers are all on board. Um, but at the same time, without that government support, all of this cricket wouldn't have happened. So, it, it, you know, it's really vital for it to happen.
2: Another question coming in. This is one from Canada there. Well, the only comment on the show, Dominique, um, when you come on, the, the Canadians are very much... Um, on when you come on so i don't know if you've got some land there but uh this one is from canada and it's saying can you ask dominique what's the status of the regional super 50
9: uh yeah i mean we um we've had, we had a board meeting on friday where we've been looking at the uh calendar for essentially the next 18 months um what will happen with the cg insurance super 50 is really going to depend on what happens Mm. following CPL, IPL, the World Cup, mm. and the international fixtures. Um, we, we are obviously very keen to make sure that Super 50 is, is played in a regular slot um, for two reasons. One, because it's guaranteed, people know when it's on, but also in terms of the players and having their chance of selection and pushing for selection, particularly building up to the 2023 World Cup uh, mm. from an ODI perspective is important. Um, so I can't give you a definitive answer because actually there's so many other variables and, oh, oh, at, at the moment. And, mm-hmm. and actually just for, to give you an example, um, had the World Cup been been played in Australia for T20 World Cup rather than moving to India, we would have had a different set of fixtures prior to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, but now because the IPL has been rescheduled, that has impacted on the, every team in terms of warm-up matches and practice matches. And again, following that, we're due to have certain away tours, so that's all being thrown up in the air as well. So there's a lot going on in the next three to four weeks to essentially
0: mm-hmm.
9: um, try and confirm those schedules from an international perspective, and then that essentially starts to trickle down onto the regional side for the Super 50. Yes. Um, ideally, we'd love to play in November. At the moment, mm-hmm. it's probably... A, it's probably a 50-50 and might be looking to push it into 2022, oh. just as we pushed last year's one into February this year. But it's I'm just saying it for transparency's sake. There's so many variables at the moment. Um, you've got people in cricket boards all around the world working ridiculously long hours, and every 24 hours something changes, and you're rebooking a flight, and you're rebooking a hotel, and you're rebooking you're having a conversation in Pakistan rather than Sri Lanka or you're out Bangladesh rather than speaking to South Africa. And it just, you know, mm. I'm not as involved in that as compared to our CEO, Johnny Grave, or mm. our cricket operations team with our director of cricket, Jimmy Adams and, and Roland Holder. But it's, it's, it's certainly been a challenging 18 months and um, mm. um, it tests everyone's metal. let's put it that way. <laughs> Did before Ford,
2: um, my good friend Dr. Ford comes in, and I know he's got about 10 questions for you. There's one, mm. co- there's one coming for uh, Roland Butcher. Of course, you can send us a WhatsApp at 253-467. And it says, Greenland, Andrew, am I right in assuming, following uh, the express view of Mr. Butcher, that the selection process for the, on the 90s had nothing to do with the BCA? How would you have known the standard of our young cricketers? Roland, that's for you. Andrew, I don't quite understand
8: that question because the BCA knows all of their under 19 cricketers. Mm. When Floyd and his um, coaches on behalf of CWA was planning the training in um, Barbados, as obviously Floyd is based in Barbados, so obviously he would conduct it in Barbados. The other coaches was conduct it in other countries. Well, it, of course, the, the the BCA would know the underlying players, and the BCA youth selection committee and coaches, Dexter Toppin and others, would have given Floyd a list of players. I mean, that is not rocket science. that, that is very straightforward. And having given Floyd the list of players mm. who qualify, then Floyd would have gone ahead and organised his his training sessions with those players, and then at the end of that, choose. Mm. the ones that he wants to
2: take to Antigua. Mm. Interesting. Um, another one is coming from Diana. For you, um, Dominique, is saying, uh, Dominic. players have been in Jamaica for over uh, a week and no announcement from CWI. Dominic, Announcement in what regard? Well, in, in terms of a press release about the players involved, um, you know, because there's been very limited information.
9: We we uh, we put out a press release some weeks ago about that because essentially you've got, you got the same um, travelling squad in the Red Bull as was playing for the, uh, as played in the South Africa Betway Test Series uh, and they've been training, whilst they've been back home, that, that same large squad is travelling up so that you've got mm. um, what internally we're terming best versus best practice matches whereby you know, everyone's playing the best in the region against each other to test themselves because you can't really get many warm-up matches with the COVID situation. And actually, it tests people very well from, you know, certainly from what Jimmy Adams has been working on with all of the, all of the coaches, that trying to get the best to play each other will be best for their development, for their practice and for their training. And also, you're training at generally a higher standard with people pushing each other. So uh, that, that squad of... Uh, 20 to 25 players. Um, I think was put out certainly certainly for the South Africa series, and we, you know, I'd have to check the details, but I think we followed up on that a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Uh, and of course, um, we'll be announcing the, you know, the the squad for the first Betway Test match uh, probably in the next, well, immediately following this 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 next practice match anyway. So because um, that starts on the. The
2: tenth, yeah, tenth,
9: tenth uh, of August mm. in at uh, Park,
2: uh, and there will only be one practice match. You could confirm that huh? because originally there was supposed to be two. If my memory serves me right.
9: Yeah, uh, and forgive me, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not on okay. top of that detail. No. There's definitely no. one practice. Ma- There's definitely one practice match starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but because all of the players haven't been there. Um, I'm not sure they've necessarily been able to practice as they would have liked to have done mm. um, but suffice to say you've still got everyone working in a high-performance environment which is great to see. Dr. Ford has got 10
2: questions for you and uh, the problem is that you only have about 10 minutes left. No just kidding about half an hour left but uh, Roland I want you to because uh, they aren't you here they're saying Mr. Uh, and of course you can answer this question after Dr. Ford comes in to speak to, to, to Dominique. Um, Mr. Howard Chairman of the youth selection, according to my informants, was never involved in the selection of the squad. So that's one for you, Roland, when you come back. It's over to you, Dr. Ford. Roland is already scratching his head.
5: Okay. Um, I, hi again, Dominique. I, I'm going to do a short preamble and back into to a revenue sure. question. Um, I was fascinated speaking to Dr. Man. Uh, last week uh, who uh who said that a, a pcr test which is standard all over the world for testing for covid produced two spurious tests on one individual and that individual didn't go outside the bubble and was the only one in the squad to have had such a test but the repercussion of that whole thing was that we kind of lost out on two matches. The match against Australia was was postponed, and then we lost the match against Pakistan uh, because of of that COVID situation. Uh, my question to you is, can you give us an idea of the losses incurred because of that event?
9: Yes, it, it, it is significant. Um, we're, we're still reconciling at the moment, but it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Ooh. um because you're losing out in terms of bro- you're, you're losing out in terms of broadcast. You're losing out in terms of sponsors. You're losing out in ticket revenue. You've invested money in getting staff, players, umpires, uh, hiring stadia and everything else, and getting everything ready. So you know it, it it's a painful pill to swallow it, it is a slightly double-edged sword and you know i i always try and look at things in a balanced way and just because you've got to look at things two ways if we didn't have all these pcr tests and the biosecure bubble we wouldn't have had cricket and that and we wouldn't have had any revenue and we wouldn't have people playing um and so this has been the, the essentially the both the risk and the Mitigation of risk that we've we've played with essentially since the resumption of cricket back in in February. Um, so it comes with increased cost, but but it gets we've made sure that people are playing cricket. Cricketers aren't getting lost, but get stuck behind, and actually we're seeing a lot of younger players are really pushing for selection and doing very well. But when you get a situation like that one one test and you know you, you'll have seen the same happen which was really detrimental to south africa where they had to cancel a series of three games against england back in whenever it was january february uh and england flew home uh, you know it's impacting everyone you know uh england aren't traveling to bangladesh because of the schedule australia haven't gone to south africa uh other teams haven't gone everywhere else so it's it's been uh an expensive um, output of what was one positive test. Um, The good news is because of the testing and the rigorous testing that the sports uh, science and medical team have put in place with the government and chief medical officers' support, it means that we could uh, resume the cricket once all the tests have been done as well. And again, if we didn't have that structure. Had there been a positive test, we may not have been able to resume the, t- resume the cricket. So it's painful, but the positive side is we wouldn't have had cricket without it all. Um, so forgive me if I'm sitting on the fence, but hopefully yeah. you can you can see why we're, we're looking at it from from every angle. The most important thing is keeping cricket going because if you don't have cricket, the players fall behind, uh, the fans stop following the game. Yeah, but
5: but, but the thing is, uh, in other parts of the world, they've been repercussions for things happening. I'd say that the implication is that the bubble was was not secure. I'd also say that um, you lost revenue for an entire match and you had to play another match on another day, which I think was effective revenue. But can you tell us an estimate of what a match in that works?
9: We 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 don't look at it on a match but match by match basis. We are we're doing that analysis, but we generally don't because when we look at broadcast, it, it's across a year's worth of six. Actually, it's across five years of fixtures. If you look at um, sponsorship, they're multi-year deals. Yes, you look at it from a ticket revenue perspective, and you mm-hmm. can look at it from a event cost perspective. So as I said, you're looking at certainly a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Um, it could be a bit more than that. It could be a bit less than that. But, you know, we're working on that at the moment. Um, and that's purely and simply because there's still so much stuff we've got to get organized. Um, I think there was another part to your question, Dr. Ford, and I can't remember it.
5: Um, well, well, I guess um, I can see what your answer would be. Um, the, the next thing is that, um, okay, we've had a series of matches that have, haven't have been completed. And we, I know that you there's a broadcast window but is it more financially uh is it does it make more financial sense to um you know not maybe extend that time we played we played the australian matches a lot later and is there was there some possibility of extending the time so that we could have got the match in because if, i believe that by not having a match, you still would have lost even more. You would have lost additional revenue by not being able to to put on the whole match. Is that correct?
9: It doesn't quite work like that. I mean, from the Australia game, as soon as there was a the positive test, we had to isolate everyone and then retest everybody. So you automatically put, uh, suspending that game. Then the next day, you had to wait for the test to come back. So the earliest we could get that game on was on the um, it was on the Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that, I don't mean that.
5: What I was saying is when you don't have a match to not being able to broadcast, I assume that their loss is incurred. Is that correct? Uh, uh,
9: um, it depends on the contracts with the broadcasters. So it's only if a match isn't replayed. Mm. But the, none mm-hmm. of the matches
5: were played that we didn't mm-hmm. have against uh, Pakistan. So I would assume, I just want to find out, did we lose money because the matches didn't occur even though it was the weather that's the first question a yes
9: or yeah, no yeah yeah we did we we, we did lose. Hey. Uh, we did lose oh. money as I said up front so uh, it's essentially without going into a detailed tv contract it, it really depends on the broadcaster and fundamentally if the game isn't played from our perspective and most uh, sports bodies in the world you generally have clauses where if it can be rescheduled within a period of time you don't lose the money um, so, and generally most of the broadcast contracts are sort of five to eight years, so you look to see if you can reschedule it within that time. If you can't reschedule it, within, then you do have that penalty.
5: Okay. But, but I'm looking at the, at, you know, even though you had a, a window for showing a match, which is from, let's say from 10 o'clock to, to 3 o'clock mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Would we have benefited from having the match getting in the overs later because of the rain delay? Even though we would not have made our window, or it wouldn't have made any sense. It,
9: it, well, it it's not really it, that's where it comes, uh, and I don't know the full detail here. It's, it's this is more on uh, Jimmy Adams and Roland Holder's uh, part of the of Cricket West Indies, but that's where you get into ICC because you're setting up. Windows with ICC and you mm. set up the match conditions and you set up the match terms and set mm. down the match times. And that's for that's for the playing teams and the umpires to work to. Um, and the broadcasters fit their window around that. So even if even if you were well, you've got two sides, you've got two off, uh, mm. two views here. Even if you could play it later, the ICC may not uh, would not allow you to and even if the icc allowed you to you probably wouldn't be able to fit it in because the broadcasters wouldn't have the window anyway so mm. the match wouldn't be able to get shown so mm. once you lose that time you're completely mm. uh, you're completely up against the wall
2: dominic just before you go because time is very very tight um in relation to the non-playing person who would have contracted um, Covid in Barbados is that person um,
9: back with the um, the group? Yeah, because um, the, the when uh, when the tests happened, mm. the person who had a positive test was immediately isolated, as everyone else went into isolation, mm. and then we then immediately tested people again and mm. tested again mm. um, and everyone returned negative tests so at that point it returned to the group so at that point you don't know if you've got a false negative you don't know if you've got a test that has been compromised you don't know if it's a, a human error thing it's it's one of those things but yeah that person was back with the group mm. um, and actually I think I think we've literally had a couple of positive tests and I think only one within the playing and coaching staff during these whole uh, 10, to, 10 to 12 weeks. So I think we've had one in the, uh, in the event and the sort of production side. But again, that was managed as well because it didn't uh, you know, manage to isolate there. So considering how much cricket we've had, that we've had three teams coming in, we've been in five or will be in five different countries mm-hmm. um, with all the back and forth. It's you know, everyone in the Caribbean should be really proud of what Cricket West Indies and the governments and the territorial boards have done together to make sure Mm. these bicycle setups have been there and and cricket playing. Okay, you haven't had many Mm. fans in, but we've had more fans coming back in, which has been great to see, and the players have loved that, and it's been good to to hear it on radio and and see it on TV. Mm. Um, So everyone should be really proud because the effort's been enormous, Mm. and... Uh, And those efforts have paid off and, you know, pretty much all of the risk has been managed brilliantly.
2: Two two things before you go, Philo, of course, and and Roland has got some questions to answer. Um, Is it true that the cricket West Indies position in relation to the person who was was supposed to have contracted uh, COVID in Barbados, their position that it was false positive?
4: We,
9: I don't know enough about it, but our, our head of sports science and medicine, Dr. Overgulson, will be looking at that. We've got, we mm. got to look at that mm. whole process because oh. if someone's positive and then they're immediately negative, oh. there could be a number of reasons why. But okay. you know, but we're, but, but that's 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 for the mm. medical guys to look at. Because, um,
2: because Dr. Mann, Dr. Mann, sing yeah. on the last week said that it might have been a false positive. Has, that, has he communicated that to CWA? Yeah,
9: I Doctor Man seems far far wiser in these matters than me, and far better, far far more knowledgeable as he's such an expert. So I, mm. I think these things do happen, and I think around mm. the world you've got mm. you do have false positives. but equally there could be a multitude of reasons, but mm. you know the, the system, Whichever way you look at it, the system works, and actually that's right. what's that's, mm. it, Whilst it's been mm. difficult the system actually worked, and the, the system we put in place works well. Mm. Well, I, w- I wouldn't quiz you any
2: more on that. Final question. Were you surprised that there were no fans in Barbados, vaccinated fans? Because we've had them in Guyana, we had them in St. Lucia, we had them uh, you know, in, in, in Grenada, and none in Barbados. Uh, would you have been surprised at CWI
9: that no fans were in Barbados? No, not not surprised in terms of the planning for every set of mm. matches. we mm. um, have been lots of almost daily discussions with chief medical officers, uh, ministries of health, um, other government officials, uh, local cricket board, territorial board associations as well. So everyone's been in the loop. And I think uh, the Barbados government uh, made the decision on the back of a, what I understand was a, a spike in COVID cases I think a week or so before uh, the first, the first Fiji insurance ODI in Barbados, I think. So mm. um, they made that decision based on the information they had before them. And, you know, so, so no surprise that the governments know that best and that every country has had a slightly different approach and that, that is absolutely their prerogative. And what we just wanted to make sure that everyone from players to umpires and event staff and fans in the stadium. If, if if fans could be there, it was done safely. So whether that was a couple of hundred for the first test in St. Lucia, through to a few more hundred in Grenada, through mm. to 40% in Guyana, um, there have been different variations. So it, the good thing is we've just had fans back. And hopefully, as we look ahead into 2022 now, we um, yeah with so much cricket. It's going to be our busiest home year in a long time. Five home series, Ireland, England, Bangladesh, India, New Zealand, Women's World Cup, uh, Men's World Cup, T20, um, Under-19s World Cup in, in January, hosted for the first time ever in the Caribbean. I mean, it's, it's it's a crazy year. It's really exciting. So hopefully this, this horrible pandemic will have relented a lot and will have all built up our experience of ways of coping it, mm. coping with it to, to be able to manage even better for the cricket.
2: Well, I want to thank you, Dominic, for coming in and talking to us and enjoy the rest of the evening.
9: Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, everyone.
2: All right. Take care of yourselves. Good. So, interesting. Chat as usual, uh, Dominic Warren uh, talking to us and making some very interesting points. Um, and, uh, of course, Phil Wallace would have gotten the reasons why there was not that second match in Barbados. Gentlemen, in the remaining 15 minutes or so we have left on the show, um, let's turn our attention now to the two test matches coming up, West Indies versus Pakistan. Fellow, let's start with you. Um, based on what you've seen from the West Indies, do you think that we can win those test matches against Pakistan in the land of wood and water? Fellow?
3: But Andrew it's going to be difficult for uh, missing this test team uh, to win against Pakistan. Uh, when you look at it, 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 it our test team has struggled against good bowling. Uh, we saw against South Africa, they were exposed. Pakistan is going to a, a different proposition in bowling. Uh, they're going to look to, to reverse swing the ball at our, our bats. The ball will swing in Jamaica. At the surface, is abrasive as we think, as, as it usually is in Jamaica, it's going to aid the Pakistan seamers and then they have quality spirits so again it's going to be a domination te- of our batsmen and Roland alluded to the point the problem is not the pitches mm. not with the batsmen. I asked I asked three weeks ago with no answer if our batsmen are portable, mm. because we have a batting consultant called Monty Saeed. he's supposed to be brilliant mm. but I wonder if that brilliant is a common bee Ooh. Because I, I was in a, I was in the game on Sunday. I captained the game on Sunday here in England uh, to raise some funds for uh, Winston Davis
0: mm-hmm.
3: and and some former Western Indies there. And they're very concerned. And they're very concerned about batsmen and mm-hmm. are uh, getting up the same way they did, mm-hmm. and, and not being able to assess. It. And, and, and we, you know we have a consultant. And when we have consultants, you know you have to pay them for for being a consultant. I would like to see our batsmen really improve on their techniques, their application, their ability to work out game situations. Uh, and and we have players who have come to England and play county cricket. And years ago, Roland would would tell you that when the players in the West Indies go and play county cricket, when they come when they leave England and go to Derby, you see a different player. Mm. But our players that play county cricket, when they come back to the region, they did not see a player. Like that. When, they, when they return, there's no change. I will hope that our players understand the value of coming to these foreign shores and, and flying their trades. People are paying them as professional cricketers and we expect them to improve. I mean, the return home show some improvement. And mm-hmm. I will hope that our batsmen, as Dominique is saying, the, the cricket board is spending a whole heap of money on them. It's not cheap,
0: playing mm-hmm.
3: cricket in this pandemic time. Mm-hmm. But our players in Dominique are almost three weeks now. So there's a lot of money being spent up, up, up there to keep them up there. Oh, yes. Lots of money. And our, players, and our players need to return. Our players need to it's a return on investment. Our players need to start giving back good performances by, you know, on the investment by having good, solid performances. How difficult is this, Andrew, mm. to pick up a bat that is about 2.8 and well balanced? <laughs> and you've got the best cricket equipment <laughs> to make are so complicated and everything else. Mm. I told you, I played a game three weeks ago, I use a bat that is used by Azharri Joseph, and I ask the batsman, "How do you feel? Mm. You have everything that is good, (laughs) but you're complaining. Mm. I can't get it. Understand? I would like to. I can't relinquish what I'm doing here in England, but Andrew, Uh, I would really like to sit down with the present West Indies team, a whole squad, and just ask them, "What do you all want? they mm-hmm. get it everything mm-hmm. and I would like them to understand that they have a responsibility to Western cricket
9: mm-hmm. and us
3: as stakeholders in that cricket and we have a right to voice our opinions and mm-hmm. those who don't like our opinions I'm sorry you're mm-hmm. in a high performance performance job and people expect you to put in the performances of that quality mm-hmm. that is expected mm-hmm. so I would expect our test team to learn from South Africa to learn from Sri Lanka. And get it right against Pakistan. These are world championship matches, Andrew.
0: Mm. They're points.
3: Mm. I see not give you anything for free. Mm. Dominic Worm just said it. If you miss a if you miss a game, can't fit it in. Let me beat Pakistan. I would like it to beat Pakistan. Let me go play well. Mm. You know no I like Wakar Units and those guys. But you have to play good cricket. Yeah. So please mm. rest in this courtship. and and select the Roger Harper, Amaz Bascom and Phil Simmons. Do the right thing. Get these fellas to understand the responsibility of playing for West Indies. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. It's tiring to watch West Indies cricket. I was going to form a former great, he told me, I ain't even looking at it because it's not killing me.
4: Oh dear. No. He told me that on Sunday at Milton Keynes. He said, I'm not watching it, it's not
2: going to kill me. Mm. Roland, um, a couple of things there. Um, the, the, the postponement of the, 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 the AGM um, of the BCA, what, what, what's with that? Could you explain why that happened? We're not hearing you, Roland. You gotta, we we want to hear you. But
8: it,
2: you can hear me now, Andrew. It's very simple. I mean, mm. there are
8: government protocols all over Barbados right now. You cannot have gatherings of large crowds, et cetera, et cetera. So, like any other um, AGM at this time, that numbers will be expected. Will have to be postponed. You cannot meet in these circumstances. Mm. At this moment in time, also there is no provisions in the PCA constitution for virtual AGMs. Right. So you have little choice but to postpone until you're able to. Mm,
2: I see. Well, according to to my reliable informant. The BC arranged the matches from among the Barbadian players, but had nothing to do with the selection. And, you know, I spoke to you earlier about Mr. Howard. And, and, and I think what, what I want to tie this in with, though, is there's a letter circulating, and, and perhaps um, when we speak to cricket destinies. two letters. One, the Barbados Cricket Association, a letter from the GCB. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're very critical In relation to the whole question of the the management, Um, CWI um, not wanting to engage the territories, but they want to go straight uh, to the government. Have you seen those letters, Roland? I do.
8: Those letters are an issue for the GCBM and CWI. It's not an issue for me.
2: But have you seen the GCB letter?
8: I've seen the letter. And what do you think think about it, Roland? It's not for me to discuss it.
4: Well, it is, it is well let me G- come
8: G-
2: up. No, 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 but, but let me come home to the point now, uh, Roland. The BCA the, the BC also Andrew. sent a letter, and you would have been part of that. Were you a part of that, Roland, the BCA's letter? Andrew? Yeah, you're saying my name, yes? I from the BCA, the CWI,
0: mm.
8: is there a confidential letter between BCA and CWI. Mm. Same thing with the GCB and CWI, mm. right? So the, it's for those entities to deal with. It is not for the general public. I'm not discussing any letter mm. related to the Ghana Cricket Board or the Cricket Association.
0: Mm. If see. you have
8: those letters, mm. then you can do your duty as a, as a good journalist
0: right.
8: to, to inform the listening public mm. of, of those letters and, and what you believe mm. they mean and what should happen. But...
0: Mm. Mm.
8: I am not going to discuss those letters because they are between the association
3: the and
2: CWI. Mm-hmm. Uh Philo, have you seen the letters?
3: Well, I've saw the letter from Ghana Cricket Board. I've yes. seen the letter from uh, BCA. well. Well, I'm,
2: I'm going to send uh, you. Group, I, I'm, I'm, group, I'm going send to send the BCA the letter. letter.
3: Well, I, I will read it. I yes, uh, I think that Ghana is making a point. If you're going to come to Ghana and play cricket under the auspices of that team's cricket. The Ghana Cricket Board must have some must be involved in the in the in the dialogue in the negotiations. And if West Indies are going to leapfrog the cricket, the Ghana and go straight to government. I think it is wrong. And that I said it earlier. We need some people who are honest in this cricket. It never used to happen before. Why is it happening now? And if it happened before, it's wrong. And don't don't tell me don't don't correct wrong. Wrong is wrong. Do what is right.
7: Mm.
3: At the end of the day, cricket is our business.
7: Mm. We
3: have a state. The, those associations, they run cricket under the auspices of West Indies Cricket Board, and, and they have directors who are within those regional boards. And that is why I keep saying the board is too big. We need to have the presidents of those territorial boards mm. being the directors of West Indies Cricket, mm. and answering to the boards. Mm. The Condé Riley should be the, a director of West Indies Cricket. There's no, no Calvin Hope. And then Condé Riley is going to a the Cricket Board meeting. He should be mandated by his regional board what, what is to happen. And he has to report. Mm. He has a deadline to report. If he doesn't report then they go to the general the general body for answers. These are the things that need to happen. The transparency needs to happen, Andrew. And mm. instead, the guy on the cricket board has written that letter. Mm. And you look at the two boards who are in who, who the two boards who are in, who are in a limbo, mm. Barbados and Guyana.
2: Mm. Trinidad is
3: at you. Trinidad have 20 players in that 50-man. Yes. Guyana,
2: Guyana. Guyana 4. 20. Guyana 4.
3: Thank you, Andrew, out of 56. It is up Trinidad. Guyana
2: Everybody
3: 4. Tell us why. And Guyana 4. Mm. Barbados, I don't know. Barbados got 10, 12, 15, I don't know. Why mm. so these two boards, Barbados and Guyana, are in limbo nearly every week now but yet they're having board meetings remotely so what is being I know it's perfect, I know what's has been discussed but we need some honesty at that I cricket for 11 no I mean back into our cricket
2: um, Roland final question but don't you think there should be some dialogue between those selecting uh, the players from Barbados and those responsible
7: Seem to have lost
2: Nathan. the question I'm asking I you.
8: I've answered the question. My my, my my answer to you is the guys who work with these players day in, day out mm. are best positioned to tell the under mm. the, the 19 headquarters that you CWI right
2: mm-hmm.
8: um, with which players.
2: Mm-hmm to go to the trials but, but but um but but apparently there was no dialogue are you aware of that
8: i uh, do i i cannot believe that Lloyd Reaper was coming to my
2: and
8: pick up his pen and paper and put down 12 or 15 names and, and 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 bring them to the trials i i cannot believe that one minute.
3: Mm. hello well actually this is, uh, I I think that dialogue is important because they youth selection in the region that deal with these boys. Uh, and their coaches staff from the various territory boys and deal with these young men, these rising stars that they follow. And and if Floyd Reef is the head coach and uh, his assistant is the they should have well, the zoom now. They should I get them to sense the honest, good players. And it should be, it should be, it should be consistent. If you're having to you 20 from Trinidad, I, I can't see that being consistent. You need to ask, kind of, do you only have four good players out of how many boys they had in their camp or whatever it was, or they'll be angry. There needs to be consistency. There needs to be a level playing field. According to our former Prime Minister, Owen Seymour, after me, recently, all this operates on a level playing field. Once the playing field is level, then you will see the transparency and you will get what you want. You cannot have... 30, why you have twenty. I have 20, Barbie. This have 11, that's that 31. Can we really?
8: Roland, you what want to respond software? to that?
3: I have no idea. What, what I would say, Philo, is I I would
8: also like to know um, how would Joanna? Because don't forget that you're supposed to have coaches working in those territories with the players. So I would like to know how Ghana were able to
0: select four,
8: even though they, obviously they didn't play matches. But their coaches, what what were their coaches saying about the players in Ghana? I don't know. Mm. That's something that I would be, mm. be be keen to know because if if there's only four selected over the whole of Ghana. Um, I would have to ask my coaches
2: there. Well, what's going on there?
8: What is happening? I mean, that's where that's where um, the GCB should be asking. Really, Mm. they should be asking their 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 coaches Mm. and get an answer from their coaches because their coaches would have been the one responsible for putting the guys together in case there were these these matches came came
2: up. Final comment, Roland. We've got just 60 seconds left. Roland should remember that. Rohan Nurse was involved with youth cricket until recently.
1: Mr. Butcher? And what's the question? It's a follow-up.
0: I don't quite quite understand the
8: question. To me, there's no
2: question. They're saying that you are on the fence, and they're also saying here that uh, cricket where Cindy's came in had no discussions with those responsible and selected players.
8: Andrew, wherever you're getting your information from, I I suggest you continue the discussion with with those individuals. Mm. Uh, In relation to Rohan Nurse, (laughs) Rohan Nurse, as you know, the assistant coach at at UE and Floyd would have had opportunity to work with Rohan Mm. uh, now and before. So, obviously what he has seen, he, he believes that Rohan initially was somebody he wanted to work with in Barbados on this camp. And obviously, he's done well enough for him to want to take it further. Um, as you know, also Jamal Smith was involved with right,
0: the
8: mm-hmm. as well. Right. And both of those coaches are part of the, the camp. So, mm. you know, I don't think Rohan has got there because he's not capable of doing the job. I believe that Floyd must believe that he can do the job, otherwise he wouldn't be there.
2: Right. Well, Roland, I want to thank you. The final thing is Andrew Roland Butcher and Amanda Reefus sit on the cricket committee of CWI. Amanda Rand for a directorship of the BC. I don't want you to respond to that. I'll, Andrew, I'll respond, Butcher.
8: Andrew. I'll respond.
2: Quickly. you got 30 seconds.
8: At the moment, there, there is no CWI committee because oh. as you know, the CWI, all committees ended on the end of the last administration. Right. Well, there's been a review report which has made many recommendations, which include amalgamation of committees, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, as far as I know, I am not aware of any committee uh, of any of any committee, I, I am no member of the committee
2: at this point in time. Right. Well, I want to thank you. I think you did very well. You were half of the fence tonight, and um, um, it's always good to have you. Fellow, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how much you, how much would you give Mr. Butcher tonight? He was under some pressure.
3: I uh, give Roland uh, six.
2: Only, I think, uh, only six. No, give him four and a half. <laughs> yeah,
3: because I I don't think Roland has his fast straight. No, uh, I, I think that the I think that the Barbados Cricket Association need to really assess mm. what the Indies is doing in relation to our young cricketers. Mm. I don't think that for has the authority or should never have the authority to go in and mischaracterise people of 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 such. I think there need to be serious dialogue with our, with our administration. Right. You cannot permit the Barbados and do what you feel like if, because you're for West All mm-hmm. right. That is not right. That is where the problems are. All they're right. Always, they always want to be bigger than you, and it needs to stop. And you, for to go forward,
4: okay, So, do not break I-
3: your nose and spoil your beauty. Oh,
4: a little. Well, they're okay. I
3: live longer.
2: Aye. I- and, and, and those are the words, of course, for your good friend, Ken Husband. Ken, you want to say hello to Philo quickly?
3: Uh, very good evening to you, Philo. How do you do, man? Right
1: good
2: now? evening. I'm very well,
3: my You brother. hear that big voice? Are, are you cutting your nose or spoiling your features? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm cutting my nose to spoil my features, but I'm eating a little and living a long Well said, well said indeed, Ro. Good,
2: <laughs> good shot, good man. shot, man. Good, good shot, good shot. Thank Thank you. You. Thanks, to Roland Butcher. Always good to have you. Dr. Andrew Ford, Philo Wallace, of course. Earlier we would have had uh, on the show, Floyd Reefer. Um Good c- contribution, of course. And Dominic Warren, who was under a little bit of pressure, um, especially when he's interviewed by Dr. Andrew Ford. I'm Andrew Mason. He's hoping for a of Office. Good night.
0: There
7: you have it. Yes, Mason, Another wonderful show. Remember, you can tune to us. Or tune into our show every Sunday evening from 6 until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Saturdays, we do have some entertainment for your, your listening pleasure from 9 until 12. The number is the same. And this week, on this week's show... We'll start our celebration for our 11th 11th anniversary. We have been on the year 11 months coming the 10th of August. So we'll start it on Saturday, Sunday, and until we have heard from all the persons that can make the contribution. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. And you can have the opportunity to go back into archives and listen to what you have missed. With that said, good night. God bless. Until next week. God willing. No, let it be this week, Saturday, firstly. And then on Sunday, from 6 until 9 Eastern Standard Time. I am Leon. Leon Francis, good night, God bless.